crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, Your mother and your brothers are outside seeking you. And he answered them, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking about at those who sat around him, he said, Here are my mothers and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God, he is my brother, my sister, and mother. 耶稣的母亲和弟兄来站在外边打发人去叫他有许多人在耶稣周围坐着他们就告诉他说看哪你母亲和你弟兄在外边找你耶稣回答说谁是我的母亲谁是我的弟兄就四面观看那周围坐着
Yeah, so then, but Jesus has like all these followers, but he's like not really worried about, he doesn't really want these huge crowds, but he's more worried about um, the true followers. And so he's even like casting out demons, but he's commanding the demons, like, don't don't tell anybody about me. He's not all about the crowds. He could leverage this, leverage this for a celebrity, but he's trying to um, find true followers. Yeah, so this is just like Jesus on Twitter. So like now we have all these social influencers, you know, so like if somebody had a crowd like this, they would try to leverage it, try to become a celebrity. But Jesus keeps healing, healing people and casting out demons and telling demons like, no, don't tell anybody who I am. He's trying to like actually avoid the crowds. Yeah, and then in verses uh, 13 through 19 is where Jesus chooses his 12 apostles or disciples. Um, can we get the next slide? Uh, we'll wait. We'll wait on that one. Sorry, I thought it was different. Um, but yeah, so like the twelve, the twelve apostles he, cho he chose. Like the, the Pharisees are probably thinking this should be me. Like I'm the most trained, well-known, respected. I'm a re religious authority. He should be picking me. Like who are these guys that he's choosing? Yeah, so these guys are just ordinary guys, they're uneducated, they don't have much religious training, they're just kind of like ordinary common men. Yeah, the place that they're looked from, the, the, the place that they're from is looked down upon and they're just not really respected as far as in religious circles. So like if you're in the schoolyard when you're little and you're like picking teams like for basketball, baseball, football. These guys would have been the last ones chosen, right? So, so like, yeah, in the NBA they have lottery picks, like so the best the best NBA players are chosen first. These guys wouldn't have gone in the lottery. These guys wouldn't even got drafted. But the Pharisees are like, man, I should be a lottery pick. Like if Jesus was picking, I should have been in there. So they're like really jealous of that. Yeah, but the good news for everybody is like you don't have to be a celebrity or somebody important. Like God can use you where you're at. You don't have to be somebody special. Just common people of God. It's about God's power, not our our strength. Yeah, it's not about how valuable you are in the eyes of the world. It's about like how God sees you. Yeah, so just some, some examples, like let's go to the next slide. So just some examples you can see here. Yeah, so 
James is some examples from the Old Testament and New Testament, but we won't have to go through all of them. But it says Jacob was a cheater. Peter had a temper. David had an affair. Then <laughs> yeah, and then he also like killed somebody. Murdered somebody, yeah. And so then uh, Noah got drunk. Jonah ran from God. Paul was a murderer. Gideon was insecure. Miriam was a gossiper. We could go on. But all I have to say, like, if God could use them, He can use you. No matter how broken we are, our background, like God, like God can use us powerfully. Yeah, and then at the bottom, like, oh, sorry, and then it says, uh, God doesn't call the qualified, He qualifies the call. Yeah, and his strength is made perfect in our weakness. So just seeing the disciples and just being like, man, if he can use these guys, he can use me. Um, yeah, and then, so then he also you want, just want you to see how they call them by name. Yeah, so it lists all their different names and just like that, even in that midst of that huge crowd, like, yeah, God doesn't, he doesn't, you're not lost in the crowd, Jesus knows you individually. And even just even has like nicknames in there, right? So it's like it's like um, James and John, the sons of thunder. Yeah, so Peter is the rock. Yeah, and then like uh, Simon the Zealot. So that's that's one thing I love about Taiwan is like Taiwanese people love to give nicknames. Yeah, and that's kind of how you know that they like you sometimes. It's like they they, love, they like to give you nicknames. But you see, like Jesus' great relationship with disciples, like he knew them, and there's a friendship there. He didn't just like love them. Yeah, he liked them. He had fun with them. Yes, we need to look at like Jesus in the Bible and not think like, oh man, he's just so holy and righteous and never smiles. Like he's having fun with the disciples, they have a relationship, they laugh together, they joke around. Yeah, if we need to like um, see that Jesus was full of joy. Joy is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit, so he had joy and he, he has a good relationship with the disciples. Um, let's, next slide. Um, we can go next one. Sorry, <laughs> one more time. Might not be up here. Okay, here it is. Okay, so it says uh, Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1. 
says, But now says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Yes, if Jesus calls you like every one of us by name, he knows you individually, like your situation isn't um, unknown to him. Just like in the middle of the crowd, he calls out the disciples, he calls out you in the midst of like, yeah, all the people around you. Yeah, and there's so many people suffering right now, just I was thinking about the coronavirus, they keep posting statistics like, you know, so many hundreds of thousands of people have been infected and yeah, to Jesus, those those people aren't just numbers or statistics. Like he's with every single one of them. He's comforting them in their pain. He's with them. He mourns with them. He weeps with them. Yeah, so um yeah, it's just another way of God showing his intimacy is just calling them by name. Yeah, and even in Revelation chapter two it talks about like he he has a name prepared for us in heaven when we when we go to heaven, he has a special name there. So just in that, yeah, just that intimacy and that um, that closeness he wants with you. Yeah, and then even when he's teaching us to pray, he says, pray like our Father in heaven. Yeah, we see that like there's also a verse where it talks about in this. Let me see if we have it. Uh, next, next slide. Yeah, okay. Mark chapter 3, verse 14. It says, And he appointed the twelve, uh, whom he also named apostles, so that they might be with him, and he might send them out to preach and have authority to cast out demons. The part that really stuck out to me right there was like that he might be with them. Yeah, so he wanted that he wanted that relationship, he wanted to be with them. And so it's like um, if you go back to Genesis, like the relationship with God was perfect. God was with them in the garden and then he provided for, for uh, Adam and Eve like perfectly. That was how it's supposed to be. And Jesus is restoring that like with the disciples, like he wants to be with them, not only like provide for them, take care of them, but he wants to be with them in that relationship. But for instance, like our earthly father, it tends to be something where it's like um, your earthly father provides for your needs or spends time with you, but it's harder to have both. 
。那你要知道哈、啊，这个在世上的父亲呢，可能呢他们会花跟你花时间在一起，或者有一些父亲只是为了要赚钱供应你，很难呢又赚钱供应，然后又花时间跟你在一起。So for instance, like in Taiwan, it's like really task oriented, and sometimes like. Fathers aren't always there for their for their children. They're not there making money. Yeah, and so that's how it was for me. Like my dad was always like he provided for me, but he but he wasn't always there for me. But God, He actually wants to be with you and have an intimacy with you. But do you have trouble believing that God really wants to be with you and have that intimacy with you? Yeah, and then another thing I wanted to point out too is like God chose these twelve, even though they're like they're imperfect, right? 那当然我们知道哈，耶稣设立这十二个门徒，他们并不完美。But he fully knew them. He even knew like what Peter was going to do. Peter was going to deny him. 他在拣选他们之前呢，都知道他们将来会做什么，甚至他也晓得彼得会三次不认他。He knew Judas was going to betray him. 他知道犹大呢会出卖他。He knew Thomas was going to like doubt him. 他知道多马呢会怀疑他。So even in all their their weaknesses and their shortcomings, like he still chose he chose them beforehand. So in that he knew that these things would happen before, he still chose them. Yeah, he also knew that they would all scatter when he was when he was、uh, crucified. Like they would all they would all run away. Jesus also knew that when he was nailed to the cross, all the disciples would scatter. Yeah, John was the only one that kind of was was there during the trial and the crucifixion. Um, but then he also saw what they would become. He saw what Peter would become. Like Peter was it ends up being willing to give his life. He ends up being crucified upside down for Christ. Yeah, and he saw how all the other、uh, apostles also were willing to sacrifice their lives. So even like the think about the worst thing that the thing you feel most ashamed about or think you have most regret about, Jesus knew that before he called you. 来想一想哈，你自己觉得的最没有安全感，甚至你觉得最丢脸的事情都没有关系，因为耶稣在呼召你之前，他都晓得。But he just like Peter, he knows your potential, he knows your future. It's not. It's not about what's going to. What's happening right now? He sees where where things are going as well. He is so understanding Peter's life. Similarly, for you, he also understands how you will become the leader. It made no sense to choose Peter as the the rock to build the church on. He just didn't seem like a very good candidate, right? That we know. This to choose this Peter to become the rock to build the church on. It seems very unreasonable. Yeah. So, someone, but if somebody knows all your faults and imperfections, and fully knows you and chooses to still love you, that's true love. That we know, if this person is very transparent with you, and then without any consequences to choose you, this is true love. But most of us, we only choose to reveal parts of ourselves because we're worried about getting rejected. And so,、um, basically, like、um, we're not fully known, so we can't be fully loved. 我们要知道哈，当我们没有完全的被爱的时候，我们就不能够完全的被人认识。
That's the amazing thing about God is He fully knows everything about us, like the worst things about us, and He still chooses to fully love us. So, for God's sake, it's really good. Because He completely understands us, and He still chooses to fully love us. So, for God's sake, it's really good. Yeah, like, um, I mean, it can be it can be either like a beautiful thing or it can be like a tragic thing in marriage. 在婚姻里面呢，可以有两种极端的，一个就是非常美满，另外一个就非常的悲哀。Yeah, somebody knows everything about you, and then、um, they choose to reject you. That's an incredible,、uh, incredibly painful thing. 那当一个人认透你的时候呢，他拒绝你，那个是很痛苦的。And that's why divorce is so so painful. 所以呢，我们看到很多离婚的这个夫妻，他们是经历很多的苦。But if somebody knows everything about you, like all the bad stuff about you, and they still choose to love you, that's like a beautiful picture of、uh, Christ's love. 可是当你知道有一个人非常看清你，看清楚了这个人，还完全的要爱你，那我们就知道这就是耶稣基督的爱。Yeah, I remember it's probably like I don't know, it's probably six or seven years ago. I just remember telling Heather all these secrets I had and these things I was ashamed of. 那我记得在六七年前呢，我就跟我的太太呢分享一些我自己觉得呢很丢脸的事情。Yeah, she had a different reaction than I thought. Like she was really compassionate, and then she still chose to love me in the midst of that, and it just took our our marriage a lot deeper. 那在那个时候呢，她非常的用一个怜悯的心肠呢来相来听我讲的这个事情，所以对我来说似乎呢增强了我们的婚姻关系。Yeah, but that's that's how. I mean, that's just a picture of how Jesus sees you. He loves you perfectly. He knows everything about you. Still chooses to love you in your in your current faults, even though he knows you're going to disappoint in the future. This is Jesus' love. Even though you've committed this sin of the sin of the sin, he still loves you. Okay, and so also when Jesus chooses these twelve, he's starting a new spiritual family. Yeah, spiritual So Jesus was in the royal line of of kings, like he's he's one of King David's descendants. That we know Jesus, he is the David king. So he could have become a political king, like a regular king, and that's what everybody wanted him to become. That everyone wants him to become a king. So he could have become a political king, like a regular king. Yeah, he had the the ancestry like from Abraham, from David. He could become like a regular political king, just like David. But you can see he breaks away from his like bloodlines and he chooses these apostles. 可是呢，他却不在意他这样子的一个纯正的这个皇室血统，反而呢去选了这十二个门徒。Yeah, these guys aren't even related to him, and so these, this is a new spiritual family. 那这十二个门徒跟他一点关联都没有，所以这个叫做属灵的家庭。Yeah, and in the area he's at right now, it's like a lot of Gentiles in this area, and so it's kind of starting to to show he's not just going to reach out to the Israel, he's going to reach out to the nations. 那他所处的地方呢，也有很多的外邦人，所以我们知道他并不是只是单纯的来接触以色列人，他同样的也接触外邦人。But the people that the disciples he chose, basically he chose、um, faith over ancestry and heritage. So it's about he's shown the, the spiritual families about faith. 他选择的这些门徒哈，就是他所要设立这个属灵家庭呢，是用信心来超越。
Okay, so in verse 20 it talks about like then then Jesus went home, so that's right, like to Peter's house. And the crowd is gathering again, and they, you know, the crowd got so big that he couldn't even eat. And so when his family heard about it, they, they went out to season, it says, for they were saying, like, he's out of his mind. So his family, family thought he was crazy. Yeah, so remember, like, this book that we're reading, it's written, written to persecuted believers in Rome. So you see Jesus' own, like, physical family, they, like, they thought, they misunderstood him, they thought he was crazy. But then, yeah, the Romans had the same kind of situation, like, they're becoming Christians, but their family members were persecuting him, they're saying you're crazy. What are you thinking? So, like, this was very comforting to the Romans that were receiving this this letter, this book. And the Taiwanese can really um, relate to this as well. Like, most of the Taiwanese I meet are first generation believers, maybe the only Christians in their family. It can be a really difficult decision to get baptized for Taiwanese because they feel like their their family will say you're betraying us. Yeah, so they're choosing their spiritual family over their physical family. Yeah, and then a lot of the foreigners here, they've left their physical families to come to Taiwan. And so, um, yeah, the spiritual family is really important. But I just want to encourage you, like, even if you have family members that are unbelievers still, like even if you have family members that aren't believers yet, I want to say something to encourage you. So Jesus' brothers, there's a couple parts of scripture where they're like, yeah, you're crazy. They, you can just, it's obvious they don't believe in him. They grew up with Jesus, but they still don't believe in him. Believe in him. It's like pretty amazing. Um, but then later after Jesus' resurrection, James and Jude, they both uh, believe in him and they become leaders in the church. Yeah, they're two, they're two of the books in the Bible, like they wrote them. So these are Jesus' brothers that didn't believe in him at all, thought they were crazy. Then they wrote books of the Bible and became leaders in the church. So that means there's still hope for your family members that don't, that are, don't believe in Christ yet. Um, yeah, so then like shortly after that, one of the reasons his family members thought that he was crazy is because the Pharisees kept accusing him of, of casting out demons and being possessed by a demon. 
那我们知道耶稣呢一直在赶鬼哦，然后呢法利赛人也一直在论断批评耶稣的做法。So the Pharisees, I'm sure they're stirring up the crowd, they're stirring up his family, and they're like, um, they're yeah, they're accusing him of casting out demons by the power, like being, by using satanic power to cast out demons. 所以他们就这样子开始讲这个批评的话语哦，甚至造谣说呢他是按着鬼王来赶鬼。Yeah, but Jesus points out their their faulty logic. He's like, that doesn't even make any sense. Like. You know, if Satan's attacking Satan, then would he defeat himself? Yeah, and then, um, yes, but they kind of stirred up the crowd, they stirred up his family, so um, that's part of the reason why they probably think he's crazy. Yeah, and then in verse 27 it talks about, it says, we have the verse here, it says, uh, but no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man. Then indeed he may plunder his house. Yeah, Jesus is saying basically he's like defeated Satan and he's like, and the, the goods are like people um, that are people freed from demonic um, oppression. 所以你可以看到耶稣在讲说这个邪不胜正。所以呢，意思就是说呢，除非你先绑住壮士，如果你没有先把这个像这个仇敌的这样子的这个撒旦的壮士绑起来，你怎么能够得自由呢？Yeah
Because Jesus sees their hearts and he sees like these guys are past the point of being able to repent. But every you know, it's obviously every case is different. Like Paul did some horrible things and you know he had this dramatic so every situation is different, but God knows the heart is basically what that's saying. Okay. So yeah, in Taiwan we have that idea in like in the society of like we're all big family, you know, it's like Dajia now, it's like, you know, the uncle, auntie. Brother, sister, like everybody calls it, calls each other those kind of names in Chinese. Yeah, and so um, yeah, and even in the Bible, like you know, even in Jesus' time, like family was like super important. You're supposed to honor your your mother and father and your family. So when Jesus' family is like seeking him, and he's like, no, these, this is my mother, my brothers, and my sisters right here. Like, I'm not going to worry about them. He's not, he's not trying to be rude there. It kind of sounds rude. But. No, he's just saying, like, uh, loyalty to God should be above loyalty to your natural family. Yeah, we see later, like, he, he's, he takes care of his mother, like, even when he's on the cross, he's thinking about his mother and how to take care of her. But in this instance, he's just saying that the spiritual family and obeying God is more important than obeying your natural family. He still cares about his brothers too, because then he he reveals himself to them, and then they see that he's like a true savior. So he still cares about his family, but this instance he's trying to prove a point. Yeah, so just, we're talking about spiritual family, but there might be some of you here that have that aren't part of God's. Spiritual family yet? Yeah, so in order to do that, you can be born in born again into God's family. It's kind of like being adopted in, into God's family. So if there's anybody in that situation where they want to learn more about being born again and being part of God's family, like we'd love to talk to you more about that. Um, but yeah, others to others of you, like God may be saying, like, you need to invest more in your spiritual family in the church. Like maybe you've been distant. And God's calling you to invest more in your spiritual family. Yeah, one way one way you can do that is becoming a covenant member and um yeah, starting to as we multiply community groups, joining the community group. Yeah, 
And just making that commitment so you can be more connected to the body, to the spiritual family. Yeah, and so we saw the big crowds, you know, at the beginning, but it's hard to have intimacy and be connected to those big crowds. But Jesus is trying to foster community with his, his disciples, so then that's why he chooses 12. Then he even has like an inner circle of uh, James, John, and Peter, where he can like really connect with them on a deeper level. Yeah, so if you guys have that inner circle where you can just really connect on a deeper level. Yeah, then then um, the next part is just kind of like about evangelism. Yeah, so like you might be speaking to you like, don't you want to increase your spiritual family like members? Yeah, like more spiritual sons, daughters, even like grandchildren in the faith. Like, don't you want to see that happen? Yeah, and like, what are you willing to do to make that happen? It could be as simple as just like having neighbors over for dinner or meeting with colleagues and just. Yeah, share your faith, your testimony. Yeah, like Colin last week was talking about like how the coronavirus is like almost like sin. It infects everybody and it's just like, um, yeah, it just spreads so fast. But yeah, so like in evangelism sense, like we as Christians, we have the cure, like, Think if you had the cure for coronavirus, like you would want to give it to as many people as you could, right? But we as Christians, we have the cure for sin and death, and so it's just like it's such an amazing gift that we have. We have that cure, like how bad do we want it to give it to others? How, how bad do we want other people to be cured of their sin and overcome death? Yeah, and then I just want to say too, like, I, I feel really blessed that actually this church is really good in the sense of evangelism. So I just want to encourage you guys to keep going with that and then just like, that that's contagious and that you would just, um, yeah, you would just model that to, to the more of the church members that come in. So I've personally been encouraged by like the faith of a lot of you guys to like continue sharing uh, with non-believers and so Okay, and so um, one of the other things, like last things I want you to think about is like, okay, so in this scene, like, uh, where are you? So in the part where Jesus, Jesus is sitting at a table, you know, and then he's like, oh, this is my, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, these people that are sitting in the house at the table around him. Yeah, and so the people in the house kind of like indicates like that intimacy, but then there's a huge crowd outside. Even his parents, 
Or not his parents, but even his mom, his brothers and sisters are outside. There's a huge crowd outside that house. Yeah, so like just if you picture yourself, like, where are you in the scene? Are you sitting at the table with Jesus? Do you feel like you're close to him or do you feel like you're outside the house? You can you can think of the, the people outside the house are the ones that haven't fully surrendered to Christ. Like they're trying to get Jesus to do their will. Like they don't really fully understand Jesus. So like the like his mom and his brothers are trying to be like, hey Jesus, this is what you need to do. They're trying to get Jesus to do their will. But the people that are in, like at the table next to him, those are the people that have really surrendered, and um, they like the disciples have given up everything to follow him, and so they're there to do God's will. And that's why he says, like, my brothers, brothers, sisters, the ones that do my will. 那呢，在这里呢，其实呢，跟耶稣同坐的人呢，是非常认识耶稣的人。他们应该是知道，就像圣经所讲的，凡遵行神旨意的人，就是我的弟兄姐妹和母亲了。Yeah, so just think about that. Like, just where are you in that scene? Like, how close are you to Jesus right now?那我们就自己呢，可以想一下，到底你是在这整体当中的哪一个部分？Yeah, and then, um, yeah, we all know the verse about like, um, it talks about we'll know. They, they will know, like non-believers will know that we are Christians by our love for one another. So, yeah, so in this season of difficulty, like, um, yeah, how do you think you're being called to love your spiritual family in front of non-believers? Yeah, and then, um, yeah, just for a couple things, like the ways we can respond. Colin, are you going to do communion or do you want me? I'll do it again. I just want to make sure how we can transition. Rich, What's that? Oh, Ronnie, okay, okay. Ronnie, got it. All right. Um, yeah, so, so just a couple things to think about just during response time coming up. Yeah, I want, like, before you guys come up to uh, take the communion. I just want you to get to, like, get with the person next to you and just say, like, you know, just talk about how this... This coronavirus situation has affected you or somebody you love. Yeah, and I want you to just, just pray for each other. Yeah, I think personally for me, um, yeah, it's been really weighty this week because, um, yeah, I think before it was just all these statistics, but it didn't, didn't affect anybody that I knew personally. Yeah, even like Colin just texted me a picture of like a guy that used to be in our missions organization. Yeah, his name is Chase and he's just in he's in ICU and he just looked terrible. I was like, oh my gosh, he has a that hasn't tested positive yet, but they think he probably hasn't. Yeah, and then Heather's sister has a, she, she had a patient that actually had the coronavirus that she was treating, and that patient actually died from the coronavirus, 
and it's just like, you know, she's kind of nervous. Am I going to get this or not? 小黑的姐姐呢，也是一个护士，她呢曾经照顾一个呢死于这个新冠病毒的这个病人，她自己也在担心到底会不会被传染。Yeah, and she's a respiratory therapist, so she's kind of on the front line of those kind of of the, of the disease. 那这个姐姐呢，她是本身是呼吸道这个感染部门的这个一个这个算是前线的这个护士哦。Yeah, and then my mom, like they have the thing where you're not allowed to leave your house at all, and she's she's a widow. She doesn't have all her family is gone, you know, so she's just by herself. 那我的妈妈呢？他们也是完全的被封锁了，不能够不允许被出门啊。那她本身又是这个孤家寡人一个，所有的家庭都不在了。Yeah, and so you're only allowed to shelter in your house with your family members, and so, like, if a neighbor comes over, they have to sit on the front porch, like six feet apart. It's just like really, she just feels so lonely right now. So it's just like, wow, I just feel the heaviness of it this week. I think because now it's not just numbers; it's like、uh, people. 那现在之前呢，这个新冠病毒只是一些数字，现在变得就比较像是真实的。那我的妈妈呢，如果有人来，他们也只能坐在屋外，而且要离那个两个这个距离耶，六尺。Yeah. 我们现在像这样子。And so it's the same as like how God sees us. Like He doesn't see us as a number, right? I talked about earlier. He sees us as an individual person. That we know, no, Jesus, He sees us not as numbers. He sees us as individuals. Yeah. So, like, if you're watching from home, you can do the same thing we're doing. Just like share with each other and pray for each other. That if we're just like family, family, like, we see each other, we can pray for each other. But yeah, also, I just yeah, just also pray for like if there's somebody you're supposed to encourage this week. Is there some people, some people that really need? Yeah, encouragement this week. So, so I'm sure some of you are already doing that. But just pray, like, is there somebody in God in particular that you want me to reach out? That I believe you've already done. 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 That